0: welcome to another episode of the game t podcast my name is jp
1: i'm zach and i'm ZAR.
0: so as i said in the last episode boys from the week of uh, i don't know what the hell it was like september 12th through the 19th or whatever that week was we were spoiled we were spoiled because we got a nintendo direct and we got a playstation state of play so we got a lot of awesome gaming news
1: still right? looking for xbox
0: <laughs> Where are you at Xbox? Where is
1: Xbox? Yeah, they're doing their own thing did, with this did, week on Xbox. Did E3?
2: Didn't they? Did I don't do know. E3? Did they? Were they, they there?
0: Were E3? E3 <laughs> didn't
1: happen this year. But
0: uh, yeah. But so I Summer mean, Summer Game
1: like, Fest. My bad.
0: So, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Summer Game Fest. Okay. So here's the thing. We almost we started talking a little bit last uh, last episode about basically how we've been in this quarrel about what was better. The PlayStation State of Play versus the Nintendo Direct, right? Now, the quality of each individual showcase, you could certainly argue, right? But it is of my opinion that State of Play blew the Direct out of the water. And you two disagree with me. So Everly. here's how this <laughs> So here's how this episode's going to go. We're going to go through the low hype, medium hype, and mega hype of the things that were announced in the State of Play, right? We're going to talk about it, just as it is. And then at the end... We're going to talk about the merit of which was the better showcase.
1: Yep, we are going to duke it out, throw fists and bites and kicks, and we are going to settle this once and for all. I didn't
0: agree to any of the last five things you said.
1: Well, you don't have to. You just got to take it. (laughs) It's got a point.
0: Uh, All right, all right, all right. So let's get right into it. The PlayStation State of Play, now I've said it a million times, they have a challenge with catering expectations because... Unlike Nintendo Direct, where it's got like the partner showcase, the mini direct, the indie, whatever, right? Nindies. State of play does not have that. State of play is just, here's a state of play, and whether it's a huge showcase that's going to show you some really awesome fucking stuff, or a two-minute showcase where we introduce like three indie games, we're going to let that be a surprise, right? And I feel like the issue with that is they're not always able to cater expectations properly. So, we got a state of play. But I feel like there was a lot of really cool stuff that was introduced within this state of play. But, of course, there's a few duds in every showcase. So let's start out with things that were low hype in the newest state of play. First of all, PlayStation Stars.
1: Yeah, I knew that was the first thing you were going to mention. Oh, my
0: fucking God. It's really funny, actually, because I was reading an article that was like, here's PlayStation Stars, which is totally not NFTs. (laughs)
1: it's just Come on here
0: if you go even to kotaku like they're not even really fucking sure what to make of playstation stars all they say is it's a sneak peek they put quotations around sneak peek because it's like who the fuck cares at sony's totally not nft rewards program so i guess the idea behind playstation stars is like Aside from trophies, there's rewards you can obtain in games to give you these little virtual statues or whatever of things from either the PlayStation World or one of these games or so forth, whatever. It reminds me a lot of the trophy system in Smash Bros. Yeah. But not nearly as fun. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like you don't have the... You don't get to play Smash Bros. You don't get, to play, you play don't get to play Smash Bros. You don't get to put the coin in the little vending machine and turn the wheel and get a nice little toy statue. Right. It, what is this adding? Like, exactly. What is this actually adding I think he's to the PlayStation? Asking.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> I agree with him. I want to know too. Me okay. and the rest of the world is asking this question. Yeah, what... The, why?
0: The only possible money. defense... Yeah, money! The only possible defense I could possibly give this possibly shitty low hype thing. I was going somewhere with that and I lost it. I have no defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just it, shady. I, I Our it,
2: expectations are already so low. It can't get much worse. That's
0: why this is in low hype. You remember? Right. The low
2: right. No, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's your defense.
0: Yeah. That's my defense. It's like, I guess if you're hardcore PlayStation, it's. And you're getting a hundred percent trophies on every fucking game you play. It's a little something extra. I I
1: guess. I don't like know. I said, like <laughs> I
0: just I don't have a defense. It's low hype. I feel like does PlayStation or Nintendo or sorry, not PlayStation and Nintendo. Does Nintendo and Xbox have anything like this? Because that was the other thing. Is like, well, is Xbox doing something like this? Because
1: no, Xbox isn't really doing anything like this that I know about. It's just um, when I you get it. an achievement you get like game art as yeah. the achievement and you can display that game art as your background for your like home oh, screen right. but but
0: that it does not add That's about the
1: extent. It
0: doesn't add, man. What a God, I was just I rolled my eyes so hard. Now luckily this is the only point where I truly glossed over in the entire event, right? But it was a hard gloss.
1: Yeah, well it it just felt really weird how they set it up cuz like they had the director of marketing or something for PlayStation come out and be like, "We're really excited to announce this. It's PlayStation Stars."
0: And I'm like, "What the fuck Bye. is that?" Yeah. It, it it was so bad, man. This is this sucks. Yeah. I no. don't care about it at all.
1: That that was definitely like an afterthought for PlayStation. Didn't need to be there. Moving on.
0: Moving on. So, next up, low hype. Now, I debated about whether this belongs in low to medium hype, but I've heard a lot of negative things about this. So, Stellar Blade. Now, originally, this went under Project Eve, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of did a little bit over what this game looks like, but not to say it looks bad, but a lot of people have called it a Bayonetta clone, (laughs) which kind of. It's another, like, really in depth, like, really focused on the graphic style gameplay of, like, fight, like, swift fighting and jumping around and uh, beating up, like, these mechs and these other creatures. Mechs. It's not even that it looks bad. I just don't think it was necessarily a highlight in this show. And in fact, it had a lot of mystery shrouded around it when it was still, quote unquote, Project Eve. And I don't know. I just. I think a lot of people, including myself, felt like once this game was actually revealed, just not a lot of content there to get super pumped about. That being said, there's no doubt it's fucking gorgeous.
1: It does look pretty. Um...
0: Like the, I will say, here's the positives. I think the fighting looks extremely fluid. I think it looks like you know, with the right crowd, the action-based stuff is really good. I love it when a game has something incredible that you do so it slows down time for a brief minute to like so you can savor the fucking awesome thing that you just did, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that fluidity was definitely there. Um my takeaway from this was it looked rather repetitive. Okay, um, that's fair. You saw maybe 3 or 4 different variants of monsters, but like 14 different settings that the main character was in and fought right. these monsters, so I imagine The enemies are going to be repetitive. The combat might be a little repetitive because the moves, although looked really cool and fluid, were very repetitive. And and I'm I'm just worried it's going to fall into the classic button mashing combo syndrome of it just gets stale and boring after half the game.
0: I will also say it was really hard to make odds or like heads or tails of the story like it was hard to because like a game like this as grand as it is if it's gonna have that gameplay that can kind of come off as pretty but repetitive i'm looking at you kingdom hearts (laughs) you need to have a great story to back it up and honestly from the trailer i couldn't really tell whether or not it's gonna have a really substantial awesome story
1: it was flashy for sure but is there any substance behind that flash
0: exactly and I think that really is the saving grace of Stellar Blade. Is that you can't deny it's beautiful. That's true. You can't deny how good it fucking looks. Valid. Now
2: this is PS Five.
0: Now this is <laughs> pawn racing. I'm just kidding, sorry. I can't resist. <laughs> Hello and, there. But uh, <laughs> but again, I mean, switching from Project Eve to Stellar Blade, it just didn't come off as anything spectacular.
2: That's my. That was my medium height game from this one. I was, and again,
0: I was arguing. I was arguing about putting that in medium hype, but just it's my list, damn it. <laughs> uh, there's only one last thing I put in low hype and this hurt a little bit to do was Demio. Now if okay. you remember, uh, there was two PS VR2 games that were advertised in this direct. We'll talk about the other one here in a little while. The first one was Demio. Now, what exactly is Demio? If you're wondering that, that's exactly what the hell I was wondering when I first saw this too. <laughs> The way that Kotaku explains it, another PSVR 2 port announced during today's short show was Demio, which aims to recreate the experience of a 4-player tabletop RPG, but with more flair and excitement. It's quite popular on PC and coming to PSVR 2 next year. It's really, it looks like it has the potential to be really, really fucking cool. Do you remember in the old, like OG Yu Gi Oh the Dungeon Dice Monsters episode? Yes. Do you remember yes. those?
1: I ha- I had the f- original cool. setup like I yeah. had a, a starter deck for Dungeon Monsters or Dungeon yeah. Dice Monsters.
0: That's exactly what I the vibes that I got from this. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be a virtual reality tabletop RPG where you get the pieces and the dice and like you get to run this campaign, but you get to do it in virtual reality. It's super fucking cool sounding. I really like the sound of that. So why did I put it in low hype if that's the case? I think it's for, like, name recognition. Because apparently, Demio has been out for quite some time. And it's got a really dedicated fan base. Well, why is this the first time I'm hearing about this fucking outstanding game? If it were really, like, all that it's cracked up to be. Is my question.
1: Does that's, that make sense? Yeah, that that's... that's, that's I, I could see how you... You're wondering that. Because um, from my
0: description, you're like, oh my god, this sounds fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, it, it does sound really cool. And it's virtual reality. it is reality. weird that this game already exists and people are enjoying it and we're just finding out about it.
0: So I think what's going to happen is PSVR 2 is really going to bring this game to the mainstream in a way that's incredibly exciting for us at gamers. I think this is going to be a hit, which again, made it hard to put in low hype. But again, I'm looking at this from like, what's the name recognition standpoint?
1: There's a lot of avenues they could explore with this. It it definitely looks cool.
0: Zach, any takes?
1: I would articulate what you said. I think this would be a medium-height game as well for me.
0: Damn, that's interesting. So we're about to leave low hype to go into medium hype. So, so far you've agreed, you've disagreed with me about Demio and also um, Stellar Blade. You think those are medium-height? Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, they look cool. If their reviews are all right, I'll probably get them when they're on sale.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, without further ado, if there are no more questions, it's time to move into medium hype. It's time to duel. It's time to do that later. Don't All worry. Right. All right. Good, good, good.
2: Well, Can we-, we get sponsored by Pib? Because holy shit, that's good.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you would go about... Getting sponsored by Pib, but I'm pretty sure they'll sponsor us if we ask nicely.
1: Dude, I'll tell you, it's really good until you get home and you hawk up a loogie and it's just a straight brown down the middle. Ew,
0: the why would you The fucking syrup say that? is
1: so goddamn thick. How much of this shit do you drink? <laughs> well, even I drink a lot. <laughs> me, I've never give give done it, that in my life. <laughs> I'm here like eight hours a day. <laughs> you don't have to drink it, you know? <laughs> But I have to survive. That's what the water's for next to you.
0: Thank God all I've eaten is ice chips and all I've had to drink is Mr. Pimp.
1: But but the water doesn't have the magical molecules that make my brain go (laughs) brr. That's sugar, you dumbass. (laughs) You're
0: such a fucking Xbox gamer. Brr. All right. So, as for medium hype, we're talking about medium hype now. Now, it's funny because I've seen you two disagree with me on this. Tekken 8, the very first thing that they showed in the showcase. I think. Th- okay, sure. It was just a cinematic trailer of Tekken 8. Tekken is one of the most popular fighting games that has ever fucking existed. And to show how amazing Tekken 8's going to be, they used none other than. What's his name? Ryuza or something?
1: Um, well, they had. Guy in Smash, uh, what? Oh. <laughs> what is his day? They didn't.
0: No, they did. It was
1: Jin. Um, Jin, fine. Kazu, Kazuma,
0: Kaz- Kazuma, Kazuya,
1: Kazuya, Jin- Kazuya, Jin Kazuya. Kazuya. There it is. And he was fighting none other
0: than Jin Kazuya.
2: Devil mode, Jin Kazuya. Devil.
0: <laughs> no, it was a cinematic. But first of all, all of the fighting games who the fighting peeps who aren't already in love with Smash Bros. They agree that either Tekken or Street Fighter are going to be the next best fighting experiences you're going to get. So there was quite a bit of hype that I saw surrounding Tekken 8. They've been waiting for another Tekken for a while. I'm going to admit it, I'm not one of those people. So despite the fact that I've seen so many people just hoot and holler over Tekken 8, I got to put this in medium hype for me.
1: Honestly, this and this is weird for me to say, I, I was almost going to put this in high hype. Because really? they opened the state of play with this. This badass fight cinematic. Oh, it was so cool. It was so cool to see. And I mean, clearly it was just a cinematic because there was no health bars. There was no timer. There was no indication of a game going on.
0: Actually, that's where it got interesting though because if you watch the trailer, it was really weird how it like... Went from cinematic to transitioning into, like, that side-by-side where it kind of looked like gameplay?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was really hard to distinguish which was which. But it definitely looked gorgeous. I'm just a little confused because I feel like Tekken is one of those uh, showcase launch titles. Like, Forza and Horizon. Like, when you get a new console, you get a new iteration of Street Fighter, Tekken, and racing games. Yep. But here, we're a couple of years into the PlayStation 5's lifestyle, and this is the first Tekken game we're seeing made for this new console.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I see the point that you're making. I don't think it's coming at, like, a bad time by any means. I think it's, like, at a little overdue, to be honest.
1: That's, yeah, and that's exactly the point I'm trying yeah. to make here. Is It just feels like we should have gotten this game last year or two years ago.
0: And I think where uh, what a lot of people will argue about that I partially agree on is that PlayStation's launch lineup was pretty mid.
1: Yeah, yeah. You didn't see the normal launch titles that that you're like, used to.
0: You had Ratchet and Clank, sure, which by the way was fucking outstanding. I loved that game. Um, but other than that, there just wasn't a ton of substance. It was mostly like you know PlayStation Five enhanced games. Like I replayed Miles Morales. A few other games like that. And then there were a few exclusives like, do you remember Destruction All Stars?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of fun, actually. But just never took off. Yeah. And I don't really know why. I don't think it's fair.
1: I think it's because they said it was
2: $60 and it wasn't worth $60.
0: It was a free game for PS5 owners. I don't honestly
1: (laughs) remember this game.
0: That's the point. So, yeah, Tekken 8, I totally agree with you. It's long overdue. I'm glad that it's coming, though. The trailer was hype. I'm hyped. But, but I'm not going to get this. <laughs> so I got yeah. more
2: hyped because I read the blog, and apparently that is like a story mode cutscene all rendered on a PS5. Oh, wow. And so it also, I didn't notice it because it did such a good job. It wasn't, I mean, I guess technically it's all CGI at this point,
0: but. I mean. Um, <laughs> it's
1: what games are.
2: And, and apparently that that was actually like a real fight going on at some point during that trailer. And, and so. Yeah. I'm not going to get too hyped, but that did up my hype level a little bit. To know that if that's like
1: actually the bar of those fights, how they'll look, that's fucking Epic. Absolutely. I just want to emphasize as a final point: God damn, did this game look good. The sweat on the characters, like the dew that dropped off of them from the water moving and the clothes flowing in the wind with their motions, it was all. Beautiful, the best looking game I've seen. I've in always, time.
0: I've always said the next peripheral for PlayStation consoles is going to be like a water ejector on top of TVs, <laughs> just so a mister, yeah, mist of spray for like sweat of fighting games, or if you're playing FIFA,
1: and they just, add a little bit of a stench to it just to make it more <laughs> real.
0: You're like, oh, I feel like in there. <laughs> like,
1: my PlayStation smells like butt. <laughs>
0: It's like, I literally avoid the real event to play it at home, so I avoid this. Fuck this peripheral. <laughs> it's like, you can't play FIFA without the mist sprayer. It's like, why? Oh. <laughs> My
1: whole house smells like
0: butt now. <laughs> My butt. Oh, God. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right, so next we got a little bit of love for the PSVR 2 once more with Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Now, this actually is a port that came, um, I believe it was introduced to the Quest in 2020, but it got some stellar reviews. A lot of people said that they absolutely loved Tales from the Galaxy Edge, just another piece of great Star Wars gaming content that's coming to the PlayStation VR 2 now, but it is a port, ultimately. So, medium hype because, yay, more Star Wars. I love Star Wars. It's going to be a great addition to the PSVR 2, but on the other hand, it is a port.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, that's where I'm at. Now... It's funny, Czar, because you disagreed with me on this. You thought this was definite low hype, right?
1: Yeah. It. What more is it going to add? Who are you even playing? Like, when they announced the title of this, I was kind of even wondering if it was made by Gearbox as, like, one of the Tales series. Yes. Because you never hear a game called Tales From unless it's made by Gearbox. But obviously, this game is not. This game is its own adventure, yes. not story-driven narrative. Um, But, like... What is the point? And is this game out? Like, this game is a port?
0: It's just a port. So right now you can, um, let me make sure I get this right. I think you can right now find it on the Oculus Quest because it was released in 2020. It's going to be um, greatly enhanced, quote unquote, for the PSVR 2 coming out in 2023. Mm, mm. It's basically where we're at.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it looks cool, but it's ultimately kind of the same thing we've seen before. I mean, it's a port. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 hard. It it's really difficult to say because I'm very hit and miss with Star Wars. That's true. Are you a big Star Wars guy? I love Star Wars, but I hate when Star Wars explores the avenues that it knows so well. Like when this is this is breaking off on a little bit of a tangent, but like when Disney Plus started exploring the Book of Boba Fett, Obi Wan uh... Kenobi, that shit is. Fire. That is what I crave. But if you take me to the Mos Espa spaceport on Tatooine for the 17th time, so I am true. not gonna give a shit. I have seen the reveal of the Millennium Falcon yeah. sitting in this spaceport way too many times we're, it's happened like 40 decade, four decades ago
0: we're in a galaxy far far away god damn it I see the stars why are we only on eight planets
1: yeah for being in a galaxy far far away this is a pretty small fucking galaxy Tatooine seems to be everywhere and
0: you know what that's exactly why I actually love Jedi Fallen Order because that's what they do new story new characters new, all part of Star Wars right but awesome. Malor but Malor
1: oh but like how much in-between filler for the movies can you add?
0: It's like, not filler. Come on. Clone I Wars was better than some of the
1: fucking sequels. Absolutely. And this has irked me time and time again. Like, ICC-3PO and R2-D2, I tune the fuck out because we already know this story. We already know what's all right, going all on. Right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I'll get off. off I'll the get off my tangent. The point tangent. is,
0: Tales from the Galaxy Edge, come to BSVR 2. Trying to bulk up that library a little bit, because right now I am worried about PSVR 2's library. So hopefully with this and Demio, they're going to just keep on adding.
1: I will will say that Star Wars does look like a good addition to the library if you want some substance in your VR library.
0: True. Absolutely. Okay, now I am extremely hyped for this game, but I also recognize I'm a little bit of an outlier here. Pacific Drive.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why you're excited about this. I just didn't get it.
0: Because it's indie. Because it's horror. Because because it looks fucking awesome. I loved the art style. So you're in some kind of old-fashioned 70s station wagon, and you're just kind of like driving through hell, like things just kind of... Here's how Kotaku explains it. The debut game from Ironwood Studios appears to mix first-person exploration of a dystopian-like world with some wild-looking car action. Expect to deal with Slime too. This one's out in 2023. Just from the video alone, it looks like it's a really fun, awesome indie game. And indie horror is some of my favorite fucking horror games ever. Oxenfree, which was another indie horror game, I think was better than so many different kinds of horror games that are made by AAA developers, right? And this is a debut game from Ironwood Studios. I think they're going to knock it out of the park. I'm extremely excited, but again, again, I recognize I'm an
1: outlier. Well, and you don't see a lot of driving horror games. That's why I think I'm so
0: excited is because of how different it is.
1: That's an avenue that has not been thought of before as a horror game from the perspective of you behind the wheel of a car. Like,
0: Like, think of modernized horror games, right? Think of Outlast 2, right, where it's the same thing. Scary guy coming. Hide. Wait for scary guy to go away. Unhide. Go to next spot that just that surmises so many different horror games now and it's fucking indie horror that's taking it to the next level like oxen free right in Oxenfree, free you have to use an old ham radio and tune it in the game that's the mechanic tuning this radio to communicate with dead people
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's a
0: fucking interesting fun mechanic with a good story and that's why games like that or pacific drive i'm so excited for they're re- revolutionizing horror They're the ones coming up with these super creative, fun new ideas.
1: When you say it like that, I think I have a little bit more of a vested interest in this game uh, from the perspective of a driving horror game. However, I still just can't get behind how... Boring. This game (laughs) looks because you're just like this game is the embodiment of hop in the station wagon. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. (laughs) That's a YouTube (laughs) video we should post to our Twitter. Put it in reverse, Terry. Oh, Lord, Terry. Oh, Lord, Terry. Put it in reverse. So, um,
0: again, I recognize that it's just me. I'm really excited for this, but not everybody is.
1: Maybe if there's, like, some explorative aspects to the game and, like, there is a dual function of gameplay when you're not in the car and the, the game is not It looks like there centered. is. You're not just always
0: yeah. in the station wagon. It showed gameplay of you outside
1: yeah was
0: that your fear that
1: you're just in the station wagon the whole time well it looked very incomplete as a trailer okay. when you weren't inside of the car so i just kind of had this feeling that the majority of the visuals would take place from behind the wheel
0: that's fair i mean i might have to rewatch the trailer i didn't get that exact same vibe Again, for the millionth time, I know nobody else is excited about this, but I am.
1: You're excited, and that's all that counts. Yeah, JP, we want you to be happy, man.
0: At least somebody does. (laughs) Anyway, all right. uh, What do you think, Zach? You picking up Pacific Drive? No. I didn't think so. Uh, On to the
1: next. Driving away from that one.
0: (sighs) Okay, so it's really funny because in the Nintendo Direct, we were just saying, somebody needs to make the next great mech game. And then in the state of play, what we saw was a brand new mech game with Sin Duality. It's interesting because it's not giving you that exact Titanfall feel, right? Where, like, you're not behind the glass piloting the Titan that way. It's third person over the shoulder view from what it looks like. Kind of more like your, think, Daemon X Machina. And I think what's interesting here is it almost mixes, like, that mech gameplay with a lot of, like, modernized, like... Anime fighting stuff, right? Like, it looks like it's got super fluid gameplay that looks almost a lot like, once again, Bayonetta, and kind of what Stellar Blade was trying to really go for, too. But just from the perspective of you're in this mech, you're exploring this planet, you're fighting these incredible looking beasts, right? You get to customize the mech, change the weapons, change the way it moves. We were talking about we want more mech games. This is a good-looking mech game.
1: This is another outlet for mech games, and it Wouldn't does it? look pretty.
0: It
2: doesn't really look like a mech game where you're, like, battling stuff. It looked more like a farming sim to me. <laughs> or not really a farming sim, but a collecting sim? I don't know.
1: Collecting, what was that? What's
2: that voice? That's the voice where I'm just kind of being annoying.
0: <laughs> it's working. Good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the point.
0: And you know what? I'll give that to Zach. It's like... Take the action out. Again, we don't know a ton about the story, but I think it looks like a lot more engaging of a story than what Stellar Blade had to offer. Um, Although, you know what? In general, mech games, except for Titanfall 2, aren't really known for their stories. In fact, Titanfall 2 is known for an incredible story. Yeah, go play Titanfall 2. I I actually did. I played Titanfall 2 a few months ago, and it was. It was soul-crushing, man. (laughs) Soul-crushing. (laughs) Yeah. So, in my opinion, Sin Duality, it kind of mixes Damon X Machina with um no man's sky if that makes sense that sounds like a strange mixture but it's like that you get the mech you get the fighting you get the awesome stuff but it's also about planet exploration collecting materials building new parts with your mech i think it looks like a lot of fucking fun i think it looks super cool and to top it all off again it's really optimizing ps5 graphics here Uh, it it looks beautiful it looks fluid i'm really excited about this one
1: (laughs) that's that is that is definitely something I noticed across this entire showcase is every game just looked jaw-droppingly gorgeous. Like, it was pretty. Mm-hmm. But are visuals enough to carry the showcase is where we're and, kind of going from here. Yeah. To JP um, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, keep in mind, it is middle-of-the-road hype. And you know what? It's middle-of-the-road hype because of the point we made in the Nintendo Direct. What is the demand for mech games right now?
1: Well, and see, I was actually going to hit on this point, too. It, you guys keep saying we need more mech games. You guys like mech games. They're pretty. I I kind of tune out when I see a mech game. I just... I've never had an interest in them, and I feel like the finer points of game mechanics that I specifically enjoy, like exploration, crafting, and collection... I feel like if those are present in a mech game, it is very bulky and hindersome to try to attempt those sure. those
0: feats. You, you might actually want to give Sin Duality a try, though, because it looks like it's more in-depth than that. But of course, like it was just a minute and a half long trailer, so we didn't get a ton. But I think this has the potential to reinvig- reinvigorate a lot of the love for mech games, and that's what I'm excited
1: about. And yeah, maybe I'm just wrong, because uh, as of this episode and the last episode we talked about, we're getting quite a few mech games, and maybe this is a resurgence, and maybe I'm just an idiot and I'll have a ton of fun with all of these games.
0: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I haven't I haven't even considered the possibility that you might be dumb before.
1: But guys, have we considered the notion that I am an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> what? You no. This changes everything.
0: <laughs> it changes nothing.
1: Okay i've got
0: one last game in medium hype and i want to see who gets mad at me for this one uh rise of ronin now for a lot of people this is a mega ultra happy fun time hype game and the problem is like it, it does look like it's going to be amazing but it's really funny how i literally thought they were about to announce ghost of tsushima 2 right like this looked like ghost of Tsushima 2. And it's not. It's just another samurai game. And that's awesome, right? Because samurai games are fucking in right now. They have been exploding. People love them. People want more of them, right? Um, That being said, I just can't imagine you get another game that tops Ghost of Tsushima without doing something new or innovative or different like another game on this list does, which we'll get into here in a minute. But Rise of Ronin, other than like a few story elements of like these different empires fighting against one another, like here on Kotaku, it's saying Rise of Ronin is set in Japan and is described by Sony as a sprawling action RPG. So I guess in that vein, it's a little bit different from uh, Ghosts of Tsushima because ghosts, well, that's not even true because it did have some RPG elements.
1: A few, yeah.
0: It's just like, let me make this blatantly clear. The combat in this game looks fucking incredible. Um, it looks like it's fluid. It looks beautiful. It looks like it's a lot of fun. That's what we're talking about today. But again, my concern is, is the story going to be able to complement this game in the same way Ghost of Sh- Tsushima story complemented it? And that's my mindset, but that's an unpopular mindset. A lot of people have said Rise of Ronin looks incredible. What do you two think?
1: Well, I think there's a lot going against this game, first and foremost. You do. I think the fact that you compared this game and, like, brought up um, Ghost Ghost of of Tsushima, yeah, Yeah. Ghost of Sushi Fish, I'm worried that that is going to be apparent in all gamers' minds. Like, all gamers are going to go into um, Rise of Ronin with that comparison mindset to Ghost of Sushi Fish. And it's just not going to hold up to that phenomenal of a game. Like, that was probably one of the best games for the PlayStation 5. like that was the highlight game. And to see a very similar playstyle game within the same lifetime of a console is almost like they're trying to get lightning to strike twice. yeah and very very few times does that actually work out. I think okay. they're I think they're just trying to hit an avenue that has already been like well hit.
0: It's just that, like, I know it's not the same studio making the game, but like at this point, just make Ghost of Tsushima too.
1: Yeah, and and like, yeah it it's not fair to keep these comparisons because it is a different studio. But that's true. Different studio, pretty good. Yeah, but being hyped on the same console when like Sushi Fish came out two years ago, a year and a half, even
0: a little more than that. Dude, I mean, you could still play Ghost of Fish when uh, the PS4 was still, like, the head runner for Sony.
1: But, like, that game is still in people's consoles.
0: It's one of my favorite games I've ever fucking played. It's yeah. incredible.
1: What makes your game worth stopping playing Ghosts of Tsushima if you haven't experienced that and you're already experiencing it?
0: I don't know if the goal should be to get you to stop playing Ghost of Tsushima, but rather see Ghosts of Tsushima th- as, like, a game that has, like, things that it doesn't do as well as Rise of Ronin. And I will say Rise of Ronin's combat looks fucking awesome. It does look very good. It looks super fucking fun. That's
2: Um, what Team Ninja's known for too. So I'm excited to see how they
0: they do that. Yeah, absolutely. But again, just don't know.
1: Yeah, I just, as as final advice, make this game stand out from Ghost of Tsushima. Make it so nobody even thinks about the other game. Mm -hmm. Like don't let that comparison be there.
0: And I will also say that like there, it's very brief, but I did see uh, like a little shot where uh, the main antagonist or protagonist is using a gun, which is something Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima did not do. So maybe the the combat will be extreme, will be different, and we just haven't seen it yet. But from my point of view, not really. Mm. But still, looks amazing. Looks like it's going to be fun. That's why it's a medium hype. That's all I got for medium hype. Okay, mega hype. Now let's see if you two agree with me on this. We know that Hogwarts Legacy is coming out. We know that it's going to be fucking incredible. We know that people are really fucking excited to play this game. What we learned in State of Play is that there is going to be an exclusive, several exclusive missions that you can only get on the PS4 or PS5 that are centered more around like the horror aspects of the world of Wizarding, right? Did you see that fucking scene? where that wizard walked into the room and all the mannequins came to fucking life and yes. started fighting? Are you telling me that was not fucking amazing?
1: That was really cool. Okay, I, I did really have my interest peaked during this trailer because of that ominous feeling of dread that they just pound yes. into this trailer. Like, you, I, I remember reading and watching Harry Potter as a kid. It's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like... On the surface, Quidditch, yay, wizards, spells, and On the evil. surface, you mean yeah, movies, right? Yeah. The movies. Well, not even in on the surface of the movies, but the surface of the books. and all yeah. Harry Potter content in general, it just looks whimsical and magical and fun, but then you realize, like, they got so much scary shit. The Dementors and... The
0: Dementors are terrifying. Like, oh,
1: yeah. The, That's like so it really looks like they are branching this game out beyond what Hogwarts is and beyond what we know of wizarding in this franchise.
0: Can I say one more thing? I think it is so fucking refreshing refreshing that Hogwarts Legacy puts a lot of emphasis that anyone from any of the four houses can be a hero. Because the books and the movies have conditioned us to think Slytherin, evil. Gryffindor, good. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff, just filler.
1: Just filler.
0: (laughs) But no, like... Every, especially, especially this trailer has really emphasized, like, no, you're going in this world to get, like, your own Harry Potter world of wizarding experience, so no matter what house you get sorted into, you're still going to have that amazing experience. In fact, the person who's casting the spells in this trailer on the floating mannequins that are trying to fucking kill you is a Ravenclaw. Yeah. That's actually what I loved so much about the Fantastic Beasts series, too, is that Newt Scamander is a Hufflepuff. And it's just so fucking refreshing to see. Like, hey, it's not all about Slytherin and Gryffindor. Like, the other houses do shit, too.
1: Yeah, well, and this goes back to my comment earlier when we were talking about Star Wars VR. Like, we've seen all that shit before. Explore the new Book of Boba Fett and all this other stuff. Like, go outside of the school go into the towns and like really examine everyone's backstory not just the most notable characters because this world is incredibly interesting and like we haven't scratched the surface we haven't been allowed to scratch the surface of this right universe
0: yeah exactly so this trailer sent chills down my spine i am so fucking excited to i was already excited to play this fucking game right But now seeing that they're adding, like, true horror aspects to uh, to a universe that truly is fucking scary sometimes. And I hate this, but I
1: love what PlayStation is doing. I think that's very cool having a non-exclusive game, but having exclusive missions. Yes. Like, that is how you mass-produce games across different consoles and give them that individual console feel. Uh, for example, the last time I remember any game ever doing this was Soul Calibur. And depending yes. on which console you got, you could play as Link if you got it for Nintendo. You could play as Kazuya from uh, Tekken. Or, no, it was uh, like the, I don't even remember And wasn't name, the but, other one Kratos? Yeah, and they, no, no, no. Um, it was like Spawn, I think. Spawn. Spawn was if you got it for the Xbox. Okay. Um... But yeah. And Yoda and Darth Vader. So, no, that, that was later Soul Calibers, but uh, yes, yes. Um, I remember
0: that, because Yoda was so OP.
1: Yeah, Yoda was. Because really.
0: nobody could fucking touch him. Yeah, he, so his
1: hitbox was like a fraction of the size of everyone else's. Yeah, it makes sense. But no, I want to see more of this. Another example here would be Dead Space 3 when you do the co-op. There are certain exclusive missions that you cannot do in single player because you have to have a co-op player, and those areas are locked until another person joins. Right. Same concept here with PlayStation. That is how you diversify games. I love this. Keep making exclusive missions.
0: All right, up next. Uh, The other samurai game from the showcase, Like a Dragon Ishin. Now, this is technically a Yakuza spinoff, but I was absolutely, you want to talk about a game that has samurai that fucking mixes it up? Like, I already know that I was sleeping on the Yakuza series, but watching this Like a dragon Shin trailer, I was like, this is fucking incredible. In fact, Czar,
1: what's the way you described it? Oh, this is Japanese Red Dead Redemption.
0: Japanese Red Dead
1: Redemption? Like, it is just Red Dead Redemption that takes place in Japan, and that is it. Like It's fucking incredible. Oh my god, from the sword swinging and, like, the sword play, and then all of a sudden the guy just pops out a western revolver and caps a guy, like, execution style.
0: And I I think what's fucking awesome about it is, like, if you watch the combat, there's not one side of it that, like, seems, like, more fleshed out than the other. Like, if you're going to be using a physical weapon like a sword, the combat looks fluid, it looks fun, it looks quick, but it also looks different. That's the important thing is, like, whereas we composed Rise of uh, Ronin or whatever to Ghosts of Tsushima because the combat looks very similar. Like, the combat in Like a Dragon looks very different but still fun. Yes. And then just being able to whip out a fucking gun whenever you fucking want to. It's
1: it, it's, it's incredible. amazing. And then they showed, like, a little exploration of, like, riding a horse and, like, driving a carriage And I just kept getting that same explorative feel from Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Like, this is just the wild east.
0: The wild east? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Nice.
1: Nice. The wild east.
0: And I know we can expect this because it is a Yakuza game, but boy, they're not afraid to get away from gore. Oh, it was... Oh, my
1: God. Not for the faint of heart. There was a <laughs> decapitations,
0: dismemberments. Like, even Ghost of Tsushima was pretty light on the gore. and the Like, you could see blood, but not like
1: this. But it was more cinematic to, like, samurai movies. Yes. Where it was flashier. Which was and, the point
0: of yeah. the game.
1: But no, in, in Like a Dragon, it's just straight up blood fountains.
0: Oh my god, it's so fucking cool. I think this is a hit.
1: This was my most excited game. Or was it? I, I really hope this goes past the PlayStation onto other consoles, because this is a must-have for me.
0: You know, you could also buy a PlayStation eventually. <laughs> I
1: could, but that just sounds like too many extra steps.
0: That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I
1: don't have enough
0: outlets. That just seems like being an alcoholic with extra steps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I just need more plugins. My power strip is already full enough. The fire oh marshal came in. That's when you add another strip. <laughs> <laughs> you just attack, attach a power strip to a power strip. Yeah, because
0: that's safe. <laughs> I, I think this is so fucking hype, man. I'm really excited. I know it's just a spinoff of Yakuza, which is already really highly acclaimed, but this looks different. This looks awesome. I can't wait. Zach, what do you think of this?
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think everything you guys said, it's just, it's a Yakuza game, so I'm probably not going to play it because I just never have time for these games, but maybe I just need to take a dive and find something new that I love.
0: I mean, I think that despite the fact it is Yakuza, it's got the elements that you liked because you loved Ghost of Tsushima too. Yes. Yeah, I'm just saying. And this one has a gun. And you get a gun. Did you play Red Dead Redemption 2?
2: No, I bought it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's not my question. You <laughs> bought every game. That's not my question. I like to
2: support good games, even though I guess those developers really didn't need the support. But, yeah, Rockstar
0: really appreciates your yeah. support. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, a small, small back humble, humble studio.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we got one more. Everybody knew this was coming. It's technically two more. I'm going to just hype it in as one. God of War. Yep. We already had the release date, but there's two things that this specific state of play introduced. Number one, that fucking controller that yeah. I, I
1: really, really want. Did you see that controller? I did. The con- controller looked really cool i was just really confused with the music number that they were playing while they were slowly gliding over this controller because it sounded like the most epic of boss fights and it's and just, it's just slow a slow pan over a controller yeah, like, they could have done a better job of It's a little anticlimactic
0: <laughs> when they introduced the controller they started off by showing a fight scene with kratos and atreus kind of going at some of the monsters in this new world that they're in And by the way, I didn't even think this was possible, but so far the game looks even better on PS5 than it did PS4.
1: It looks crazy. It is crazy gorgeous.
0: So the PlayStation 4 controller, or sorry, the PlayStation 5 controller itself um, is just so fucking cool. It's got, like, kind of, not necessarily, like, Kratos Blue and White mixed in with, like, because they start off during Ragnarok, right? Ragnarok has started and it's snow it's blue it's cold it's depressing so it's got that blue and white theme going on with the same buttons uh that we've kind of seen from the other controller the difference is the middle playstation button is now uh white instead of black which i think in itself looks cool and on the touchpad you can actually see the bear and the wolf from the original god of war game right not the original god of war game but the PS4, God of War. The
1: reboot with uh, Atreus and like yeah, yeah, started yeah. Kratos' new story.
0: With the wolf supposed to represent Atreus and the bear that represents Kratos. So I have not once considered buying another PlayStation 5 controller because I just don't need to, but this is it. This is my controller, dude. I'm fucking getting in on this as long as the scalpers don't be into
1: it. Valid. I really like how it keeps the aesthetic of the PlayStation 5 overall. Mm. Like it, yes. it, it holds very true to the color scheme and feel of god of war but then you also look up at your console itself and it still keeps that aesthetic
0: i 100 percent agree so the controller in itself was cool enough but then 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 we got a three minute trailer of some of the things that we can expect to see in the new god of war game that's dropping two months from now two months from now dude it's coming up really quickly all right here's a couple of things first of all you got to watch this trailer we're posting it to twitter because i think it introduced a lot of new information first of all i like how you can physically see and hear how atreus has gotten older because i mean at this point god of war came out april 20th of what like 2017 18 2018. somewhere in that avenue yeah so i mean like they're going off of the like hey this is about four years later so atreus was super young So he's a little older, his voice is a little deeper, he's a little taller, he's got some zits, I don't know if that's true. But but this trailer also did a few other things that really surprised me. Number one, um, it showed a scene with Freya where she's kind of like talking to Atreus, and of course the reason why that's weird is because in the last game Freya vowed to kill Kratos for killing her son, Baldur, even though it was totally his fucking fault. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Um, number two, I think the new. Um, it looks like Tyr, because they introduced Tyr as a kind of like this mysterious, like, god of. Basically, the god of war in Norse mythology, right? Mm, okay. And it looks like now. We kind of saw him in one of the previous trailers, but now it looks like we're actually going to get to meet Tyr pretty fucking early, right? Mm. In the game, because I thought that was going to be, like, a late game reveal, but. They show a lot of gameplay with Tear, so it looks like you're going to get to meet them pretty fucking early. Finally, Kratos still has the Blades of Chaos, the Shield, and the uh, Leviathan Axe.
1: Spoilers. It's in the spoilers! <laughs> we don't even have the game yet. <laughs> and you're spoiling it, you monsters. you monster.
0: <laughs> okay, and thank fucking God, I saw some different monsters. Because if I have one complaint about God of War, they did not put in a big variety of different things to fight. They just didn't. But Which- there's a lot of different things that it looks like you actually get to fuck up in Ragnarok. And I'm really excited about that. It's cool. Yeah. I don't have much else I can say about uh, of Ragnarok. Because Kratos is still just fucking kicking ass. It looks like they've added... Um, because there are RPG elements to the game. And that you get to select some of Kratos' special abilities. And his outfits do different things and things like that. It looks like they've added a lot in regards to that. Right? So this is just gonna be so fucking amazing it's just expanding on the god of war that we know but the thing that really got me the most was when atreus shot an arrow at like the blocked
1: out sun oh yeah and that scene was really cool start
0: oh my god
1: i like the sky rips yeah, oh, across the screen god. and oh yeah it, it was, was sick. so it was... cool the closest representation i can make a comparison to is shooting the eclipsed sun in skyrim as a vampire Mm -hmm. and but like even that does not compare to how magical that scene was you are right that seeing that in game is going to be just incredible
0: and of course finally it ends with you fighting thor after you fucked up his sons that he doesn't actually really care about that
1: much wait kratos is a marvel character should be. He should be. (laughs) He's the Deadpooler of Marvel.
0: Even if you kill him, he'll come right back.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: (laughs) And that's it. That was State of Play. It was short. It was sweet. But I thought it introduced a lot of really fucking cool things. PlayStation, I'm not gonna lie, they've been asleep. They've been fucking sleeping this year. And we've all been able to excuse that because we know that God of War was on its way. But... This state of play really gave us a lot to look forward to. And I think it was amazing for that reason. There was just so much, just so much cool stuff in a 20 minute trailer or 20 minute event.
1: There was, uh, that was something I noticed from this showcase was it felt packed. Like this 22 minutes felt intense. There was substance. There was gameplay. There was story. You got to see all things PlayStation. Like, I said in the previous episode with Nintendo, Nintendo showed what Nintendo needed to show to be Nintendo. PlayStation did the same thing. PlayStation showed everything PlayStation needed to show for the rest of this year.
0: In fact, you know, the only low I really have for PlayStation was PlayStation Stars.
1: Yeah. Well, and I I think that is very confused. I think a lot of people don't know anything about that. Yes. And I think that's what's making people mad. Maybe this is just one of those extra features that really warrants no complaints because it's nothing really extra. It's just kind of there. Sure. Like, it doesn't add, it doesn't take away from anything.
0: I agree with that. And it's hard to find something in any of these showcases that take away from the other things, I think, necessarily, like... If you were excited about one thing, it's hard to find something else where it's like, I, was liter- I literally lost excitement for everything else. <laughs> All right, so that is it. That's State of Play. Now, obviously, let's take a few minutes to try and ask the question, who had the better showcase?
1: Well, let's give it a grade first. Let's see if our grades match up. So, okay. Last okay. episode, Zach gave the Nintendo Direct a solid C. Yes. I myself gave it a solid C, and JP, you gave the Nintendo Direct a C-. minus.
0: Correct. Just slightly below, kind of that. I'd still say that's mid.
1: Yeah, it's it's still in that area. Like the only time I'm
0: extremely let down by a Nintendo Direct is when it's a partner showcase, because I love I love indie games, so I love it when they do that. Nintendo Direct Minis st- still do a pretty good job of getting some decent news out there while also providing like variety. Um, yeah, it's only partner showcases that usually let me down because it's like. This—it's the equivalent of this whole meeting could have been an email.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, mini. Yeah, I—I I see how that and goes.
0: You know what? PlayStation—the state of plays have had more than not those showcases as well, where it's like, this didn't need to happen. Yeah, this state of play was not one of those. This is a great state of play.
1: Okay. Well, let's let let me tell you that. Let's let's go about this way. Let's go, go Grace. Zach, we'll start with you again since you gave the first grade on the Nintendo Direct last time. How did you think this PlayStation Direct went, or State of Play?
2: I'm stuck between a C and a C C+. Okay, I'll C plus.
1: Okay. I oh.
2: think I just don't want to give it a C plus because JP's he, under my skin. You don't want to emphasize
0: <laughs>
1: JP's point. Yes. Ha. I'm gonna have to give it a C. Solid C. I,
0: I just can't fucking believe that. I gave this a B. I okay. said this was it's a pretty. A B- dim- minus. I, can, I contemplated B minus. What about a C plus? No. I think this was uh, much better. I think this was a solid showcase. I don't think it overstayed its welcome. I think it gave plenty of things to be extremely excited about. Um, more than not. Let me just, let me start by asking this simple question. What makes a showcase good? Now, everybody's going to have different opinions on that, right? But here's what I think. Number one, variety. A good showcase has to have a little something for everybody, right? That's one. Number two, quality, right? You need to be able to tell just from whatever it is that you want to show that this game is going to provide a lot of fun and entertainment for the target audience. And number three, new IPs versus old IPs. Is this showcase introducing plenty of new while also giving a lot of the old, right? And based on those three criteria that I personally use, I don't think you can give PlayStation anything less than a B. There was variety, right? You got that PSVR news. You got indies. You got those triple A developer games. You got these samurai games. You got fucking car driving simulator horror extravaganza. You got Harry fucking Potter.
1: Yeah, but to me, it felt like all of the games they showed followed a similar pattern. Like Okay they all kind of bled into each other with Pacific Drive being the outlier there cuz that was the most unique game we saw from the state of play but other than that it just felt like i was kind of watching the same game trailer over and over like
0: i just don't understand how you feel that rise of ronin way.
1: like a dragon kind of bled right. into each other and like I'll i even had to i even had to clarify with you before we started recording which was the red dead redemption style game yes. like i had a thought that that was uh, rise of ronin and so when I think about Nintendo, each of those games, minus the farm simula- simulators, but they did and the spread RPGs. those a little bit. But even the RPGs seemed distinguishable from each other.
0: If you ask me about, like, what the biggest disappointment...
1: And you gotta think
2: that Nintendo's was 40 minutes and had triple the games that Sony showed.
0: I don't think that's always a good thing if you're just going to show the same kind of game over. I
1: agree, actually. I think the Nintendo Showcase did go on a little longer than it needed to, whereas, I'll give a point to PlayStation here, they got in and got out with their business.
0: Yeah, that's... If you're just going on the variety thing alone, like, that's the big... Let's get this out of the way. That's the biggest thing that people have had a gripe with with the Nintendo Direct, right? That the main things they featured were RPGs, And then farm simulators, which you can't deny four or five farming simulators in one Direct is a lot.
1: That is excessive, yes. And
0: then, like, you know, six or so RPGs plus DLC plus ports or whatever in a Direct is also a lot. In fact, if you look at the main things that people have to say that was great about the latest Nintendo Direct, Zelda, obviously, which it's like, you know I love Zelda, so I can't. You say Zelda back into a corner. I'm like, you right.
1: Well, okay, let's get this comparison out of the way right here. End of each showcase. PlayStation showed God of War. That's Playsta- That's what PlayStation is known for. Nintendo showed Legend of Zelda. That's what that console's known for. The showcases were identical in that regard. Sure. They both highlighted their console's game at the very end, so they each and checked the box.
0: The challenge is that we're at different levels of like how much we know about each game, right? Because like for Zelda, this was their chance to unveil the title and the date. That's fucking huge. Yes. For God of War, yeah, we got this amazing four-minute cinematic trailer, but it complemented the fact that we already know we're getting this game in two months. We already have the name of the game. And so s- we're just at different levels of like where each game is and where they're about to release. But you're right.
1: Yeah. And then I look at it this way. Okay, what other notable console exclusives were announced for these showcases? We got Bayonetta for Nintendo. That is one of this year's most hype games for that next console month. specifically. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah, next month, but like Tekken 8
2: is coming out
1: that's it. Some, yeah, it's coming. It's in, it's in development.
2: Out.
0: <laughs> okay, here's the thing: I cannot con the PlayStation state of play for not having as many release dates for the simple fact that people think one of the biggest saving graces for Nintendo Direct was Pikmin, and they gave us fucking nothing other than this game. I done. can't,
1: I can't defend use Pikmin as defense. You are absolutely right. There, there was not enough given on Pikmin. That was just in namesake alone, right? But we also got Kirby news. Yes, Kirby was a port. But did we get Ratchet and Clank news? Did we get Medieval hey, news? Did we get Jack and Daxter news?
0: There's games that I docked in the PlayStation's mm-hmm. day to play for being a port. Where so are PlayStation's
1: I'm being like I'm being
0: highlight sure. IPs? I don't think you are at all. <laughs>
2: oh, I think you're just kind of like,
0: <laughs> I have this opinion.
2: I'm going to go for it. I, I like I how you consistent said. consistent
0: with the criteria that I'm using. We
2: recently. saw the, that, that you made up.
0: Of course, but right. everybody and can it's all up an their opinion. criteria. Oh, no, yeah,
2: it's all opinionated. So I'm just saying, like, it, it doesn't make sense to me, but to you it makes sense, that's fine. What you said, I was like, okay, like, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I also think that you're like, I think it's just because Nintendo's was longer, like you're mad, or not mad, you're you're docking it because it has more to it, but it was more that you didn't okay, like. Okay,
0: that, that's a straw man. I'm not docking it because it has more, I'm docking it because it overstayed its welcome. It was showing the same things, over and over again that did not need to be a part of the showcase that's what that's in my opinion like again like for me it's like the variety is part of it that i'm being consistent like i know you yeah, i know i'm getting <laughs> under your skin and i'm sorry about no that. i
2: just don't want to have to look it up and like just go into it but i just think you're misremembering it but i mean it's i've, not I've got deal. it pulled
1: up right here we just went over it. when i, I think of these showcases did this showcase feel like the embodiment of playstation no it almost felt like I could have seen these trailers for Xbox as well, minus you know the God of War and like those specific exclusives. With Nintendo, we saw all of their hard hitters. Like we we saw some from Sparks of Hope, and I know that like oh I forgot about that yeah. yeah we So did we too. we saw Mario, <laughs> we saw Link, we saw Kirby, we saw Bayonetta, we saw the Squidlings, we saw fuck who was there was some other like very Nintendo-esque characters that we saw. And, like, we didn't see any notable PlayStation-specific, aside from sure, Kratos. And I guess
2: that's where you get into, like, he, he was giving it more points because of its originality. Which, I mean, of course it's going to favor PlayStation because they don't have I would s- distinguishable IP characters Here's besides the Kratos and... Jack Daxter, etc. Crash,
1: clank.
0: but even that's not true anymore. No, yeah, no, no, that's
1: that is a Microsoft exclusive. Kratos and Alloy. And
0: okay, here's the thing: as a gamer, I would say in general, I am much more willing to give a try to newer IPs than most other people are. That's why I like indie titles. You don't like indie titles unless you are very much willing to give things a try.
1: Yes, that's that's very true. And
0: because of that, that's why one of my criteria for judging how good a showcase is. Is new IPs versus old IPs. It's like, what are you introducing that's new? Because I genuinely want to see. God of War started off as a new title at one point. Jack and Daxter started off as a new title at one point. All of these games did. And that I'm willing to give these games a try if they look like they're awesome. I feel like I'm more willing than the average gamer to give these things a try if they're awesome. That's why one of my criteria is okay, what are you introducing that's new versus what do I have to look forward to that's old, right?
1: I just, I, I don't feel like PlayStation did introduce that much new though. And a lot of it's like, I'm trying to look at
2: when they gave us release dates, because like nothing's coming out.
1: And I can ex- okay, Scott of War Ragnarok, excuse...
2: which is something that I care more about than you care about.
0: Stellar Blade, brand new. I When's it coming ex- out? Pacific Drive, brand new. Senduality, brand new. Rise of Ronin, brand new. Okay. Like a Dragon, I'll give it to you. It was technically part of Yakuza, so I can't call that a brand new IP. But still looked like it was fucking amazing.
2: And that was coming out in
0: February. That means February that, things, date. that means of the 12 things that we had in this PlayStation showcase, almost half of it was new.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, you are right. Pacific and Drive I, comes out next year sometime.
1: Nope. I can't keep relying on the argument of like it didn't feel new because that's that's a very arbitrary statement. But this is all arbitrary.
0: <laughs> I mean, it all, all really, it, all, it, it all is arbitrary
1: it just it felt like there was too much similarity in the trailers that i saw with playstation like okay i knew exactly when i was cutting to a new game and i if i had vested interest in it with nintendo showcase um end of the day though i still think these showcases were pretty identical um in hype levels in my interest um
0: just mad there was no Doritos or Mountain Dew. Commercials yeah,
1: <laughs> Where's Master Chief? Where's Master Chief? He's in Fortnite, brother. Where's Marcus from Gears of War?
0: Oh, that's someone Fortnite hasn't gotten yet. Dom Gears of War isn't popular a enough hammer. Anymore. Gears of War isn't popular enough anymore, and that's a tragedy because yeah. yeah. Gears of War was amazing. It was
1: one of their great IPs, but I digress.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm... For what it's worth, I'm not saying that, like, the state of play was eons better than the Nintendo Direct. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I can see a clear, higher amount of quality in this state of play compared to the Nintendo Direct. And the reason why I don't understand why I'm getting so much hate for that is because I am very candid about when I think PlayStation drops the fucking ball in their state of plays. No one is more critical of that than me. But the one, but now I'm being like, I think this showcase was definitely much better than this showcase
1: and see i i just disagree with that because this showcase also felt very mid to me mm. like
0: i like midst this the new buzzword like mid.
1: It, it really is though because that is exactly how i felt about nintendo showcase and that is exactly how i felt about playstations it just it was there it happened
0: i i I know I should never use Video Game Donkey as a real reviewer on games, but (laughs) the video he made over the state of play versus the Nintendo Direct really sums it up for me. It's like, for Nintendo, Bayonetta, great. Zelda, release date, amazing, right? But just the consistency of quality in the state of play was just, in my opinion, obviously better.
1: Which is funny because the games didn't follow a consistent pattern. Like, we didn't have gameplay for this and we didn't have release dates for this it was just this game has a release date this game has a cinematic trailer oh this game has some gameplay to it but yep. this game has a title and release date
2: for yep. me the only thing that was worth in it was like you i guess the announcement of Tekken eight which i feel like xbox i feel like Tekken eight was already talked about was it or am i mixing it with street i'm mixing up yeah. with street yeah Fighters. yeah street okay Fighters, so dude. that was an announcement which is fine but like i feel like we could have watched this at any time yeah. Like, I feel like this could have came out, like, mid-next year, and I wonder if we were...
0: Okay, so your problem is lack of release dates, because I know that's important to you.
2: Right. I mean, like, Nintendo's going to have another like, Direct in have... March. Right. Like, what with... do we
0: have to look forward to now, is what your yeah. question is.
2: I'm not, like, sitting here just trying to, like, know that, oh, hey, like, Final Fantasy 18 is already in development, because we know once 16 comes out, there's going to be an 18 in 15 years, sure. or whatever the fuck.
0: Now, the issue, the thing with me and that criteria, I think that's a fine criteria to have, but you have to be careful with it. Otherwise, I would have to dock, like, Tears of the Kingdom points because it's been pushed back several times. Right.
1: And, and that's why you have to have be one. careful
0: with that particular criteria. Like, I agree with you that if there's one thing I can really, truly dock this day to play for, it's no release dates for fucking anything. Right? No release dates at all. Except, of course, for God of War. But I don't know. Like, in my opinion, as long as I have these things to look forward to, like, that's not as important to me.
2: How many games do they have? 12? And then how many were the new? You said like four?
0: Like five.
2: We have Rise of Ronin, Senduality, Project or Stellar Blade, Pacific Drive, and the Dragon one. So was that five? That's five. Cool.
0: So almost half. Okay, almost Various Day Life
2: was new. There's one. Hold on. Factario. There's your indie one. Okay. Uh... Oddballers. What the fuck is oddballers? Here's your weird yakuza game, fitness boxing, fists of the North Star. Oh my god, I forgot they did a fitness boxing.
0: Why did they put that
2: in? Endless that's dungeon. why it's mid. What? Endless dungeon. Uh, There's okay. a creepy game. And but that's Ibb again. That's why I
0: didn't. That's why I didn't say though that with the Nintendo Direct, the thing that I was marking it the most points for was lack of variety. Not a, like the IPs. Nintendo does a great job of introducing new games. Nintendo. If I can give them one compliment, it's that they will always try something fucking new to see what sticks to the wall. ARMS didn't turn out as great as they fucking wanted it to, but they still tried their fucking damnedest. You want to know how hard they tried? An ARMS character's in Smash Bros. Fair. They gave up a slot in Smash Bros., one of the last ones, to an ARMS character because they were like, you know what? We love this idea so much. <laughs> Fuck you all for not supporting it. She's going in Smash. Uh,
1: Need addition. Like the ARMS character?
0: Again, it's lack of variety. Are you appealing to many different kinds of gamers and are you appealing to them? Like PlayStation introduced games for the PlayStation VR on top of their own console, right? Like I'm just saying, like that to me is what matters. It's like, and then the different kinds of games, like no matter what kind of gamer you were, like is there something in there for you? And to me, the biggest fault in the latest Nintendo Direct was the lack of variety. And that's literally the most memed about thing <laughs> from the Nintendo Direct. Like, fuck, I was watching Beat 'Em Up stream. He literally lost his fucking mind when the fourth Farming Sim came out. <laughs> he, he was going through the five stages of grief, brother. Like, number three was anger, but at number four, he came full circle to where he was like, "This is actually becoming really funny." <laughs> not saying it was bad. I'm not saying the state of play was eons above the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Direct. I'm just saying, I think you can notice the quality difference and that I would personally give that to the state of play. I think...
2: I I just, I just... I just... I can. I just can't.
0: You're not excited for Hogwarts Legacy.
2: We already knew about that. They've been talking about that for four years yeah, now. But you,
0: yeah, but you didn't know about the exclusive events coming to PlayStation surrounded by, like, about
1: horror. Well, I guess... That's fair, but it, it does kind of take my interest a little bit away when we do know about this. We have had documentation about a game, and then they highlight it
0: okay. in, their, in their showcase. I guess, yeah, you didn't You thing. didn't watch fucking Rise of Ronin, or... I thought that was
2: cool. Yeah, okay. I, th- I put that higher than you.
0: S- a Sin duality? We were just talking about how we need more better-looking mech games.
2: But it's not a... It didn't, they didn't do a good job of showcasing it looking like a mech game. It looked more like you're just going and collecting resources. Now, maybe it'll turn more into a more like RPG, but they didn't give us enough information on a release date to go off of.
0: Pacific Drive. I know I said that that's just a game for the indie game lovers, but that was new, there exciting... There were indie
2: games in the Nintendo Direct. All I'm saying is whatever you give the Sony direct, you should give the Nintendo direct. I
0: am- I'm, I'm very saying. consistent in what I'm saying about both showcases. I'm using the same three criteria.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Zach here. Both were very mid. I give both of them a solid C. Ah,
0: oh,
2: boys. I literally like just can't. Like
1: I'm trying to think of what I'm not
2: saying, I'm not getting my point across, because there must be something I'm just not doing a good job of communicating here.
0: Well, you can communicate <laughs> all you want. But it's just a difference of opinion.
1: I hear you, Zach. I, That's fair. I, I mean, I like. I see every. Like, point. here's the thing:
0: you're getting frustrated with me because I'm not agreeing with you. But you're. All, I'm also getting aggr- like I'm frustrated not, with you because you see what I'm saying. But it, it's ultimately just an opinion. I'm not thing.
2: frustrated at you. I'm frustrated at my like. I want to be able to explain my reasoning when I'm not doing a good job of it. So sorry that's coming out that way.
0: No, I think no, no, you're no, great. No. It's, and like you said,
2: these are just opinions.
0: Yeah. And it's just that, like, it's also about what you're more excited about anyway. Like, you're obviously more prone to Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. That's just the fucking way it is. That's why you're the Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just, uh, of course I'm not going to convince you that the state of play was better. Well,
1: no, I I don't know I would say
2: it was, I definitely wouldn't say the state of play was worse than Nintendo's.
0: That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I mean, I wouldn't really classify one as better than the other.
0: I just, I can't.
1: I guess I'm
0: on Zach's side of like, except the opposite, where I'm like, I don't understand how you guys don't think this was clearly better.
1: Well, I guess on that note, listeners, we need some help here settling this debate. How did you think the Nintendo Direct was versus the PlayStation State of Play. Because if
0: there's one group of people that always know, no matter what, they're right, it's people on Twitter. The smartest people that have ever existed are on Twitter. Am I right? <laughs> At
1: least our followers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good save, thanks.
1: They they will have an opinion, and we need to know it because we are kind of gridlocked here. Zach and I think the that both showcases were mid. JP thinks that the State of Play was just a little bit better than Nintendo's. What not you think? Eon's better? That's not either. Eon's. Not Eon's. <laughs> Let's get that clear right yes, now. just a
0: little bit. I don't know what it's the just...
1: fucks with Eon's, but he said that twice. i was like, okay, I get that part. I understand that. Yes. So <laughs> listeners, let us know what you thought of the showcases. What were you excited about? Were you excited? Were they just mid? Mid. Mid.
0: Mid case. <laughs> play mobile. It's going mid. Mid direct. Mid of play. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode.
1: You just got your game tea. Bye. Vote for me or I'll die. Ahura Media Production.